Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 253 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name's Barbara, but you had a different uh, tone in your voice just now. What's up with that? Did I? You sounded more serious. <laughs> I think it's the cold air. We are uh, in a winter storm freeze right now. And what does that mean to Barbara in Tampa? <sighs> well, let's see. Wednesday, I had to go down to Louisville, and <laughs> they were predicting anywhere from four to 7,000 inches. Holy <laughs> 7,000? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. That's what it sounds like. I think they predicted like four to nine. Wow. And I left like two hours early to go down there and it was super early. And then we ended up getting two inches and it was really dumb. <laughs> don't people say we talk about the weather too much? I don't know. Do we? I don't know. So this is our first time talking since Vision. How was it? Fantastic. Yeah, I saw a lot of great I pictures mean, online. Seriously. It was just great energy. Just really good speakers, a lot of just networking and talking to people and seeing people I haven't seen. And Miss Heather did amazing. It was just really, I I always come back from a meeting just pumped up yeah. and I feel pumped up. Hopefully I sound like I am. You sound enthusiastic. Thank you. If you act enthusiastic, you will be enthusiastic. <laughs> well, there are a lot of people attending. Yeah, there was just a full house. Yeah, Fantastic. Great. Yep. Great, because I know it's been down a little bit because of COVID, well, like everything in the a world. Well, people said they heard it from Voices from the Bench, so Shut I was proud up. of that. Really? Yes. People actually listen. Picked up a couple attendees from, you know, us talking about it, so I was proud of that. Nice. One of them was from Alaska. It's a long damn way. It is a long way, but I see why they went to Las Vegas in January. Yeah, no so. doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we missed you, just saying. It was hard not to go, but... Eh, there'll be other ones. I'll be there next year. Timing was off. So well, who was the best speaker? Did one stand out over the other? Um, I liked the keynote speaker. I think his last name was Wynn. He was funny. He was engaging. And he was just really, really good. Non-dental, right? Yeah. He was fantastic. That's cool. Lots of energy, man. You would have loved him. Yeah. Usually those professional speakers, man, they bring it. And they bring it hard. Oh, he brought it. Let me tell you. <laughs> Kill it, man. When he entered the stage, it was like, boom! No. Yeah. No, like, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, I behaved. I was good. I felt good all weekend. Nice. So that's great. So we are now officially one month away from LMT Lab Day Chicago. Yes, sir. So I don't think we've ever mentioned this before. But Barb and I will be there Friday and Saturday recording as many people as possible in the Ivaclar Ballroom AB. In the Ivaclar Ballroom. Ballroom. I think the AB is because there's like two suites they pull together, the A and the B, and it becomes AB. Well, it's their 100th year anniversary. They're going to be just celebrating, and they have great people there, a bunch of great speakers, clinics. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So, of course, the both of us are going to be at the Cal Lab, which is another great meeting happening that same week. And then as soon as that's over, we're going to shoot over to the Hyatt and hang out with our Ivercolor friends yep. and record anybody that stops by. So stop by. Yeah, this is where Barb rocks. If you look at uh-huh. us, you're being pulled in. Yes, you are. So this is a great chance to see some, as you mentioned, fantastic speakers. They're going to have all their great equipment out. 
check out some of their amazing products, and we're going to have some limited edition swag. I do believe they are. It's amazing. So all you got to do is stop by the Grand Ballroom AB and come find us. Sit down, put on the headset, and tell us your story. And from what I see online, all the companies are doing some major hyping. This Chicago is going to be huge. I can't wait. It's going to be like pre-pandemic, even bigger in size and craziness. I really believe it's going to be huge. Yep. So don't miss out. Go one month from now. So this week, we have another great conversation that unfortunately, Barb, you had to miss due to the fact that you actually work. I was working. Yes, I know. I know. And I know you hate to miss these, and we hate it when you miss them. I really do. Because I got to come up with all the questions, and that's hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, I got to talk to a German technician that now runs the marketing and education for Candler out of Switzerland. When we line up these interviews, there's a lot of texting going back and forth. And he was really kind of nervous about his ability to speak English. But honestly, when you hear this, you're going to think he did a better job than I did. I'm sure that's not too hard. He had nothing to worry about. It's a fantastic conversation. So Alexander Ewert, which I'm sure I'm getting wrong, he started his career as a dental technician learning the craft. After discovering his allergic reaction to monomer, he left the lab to go work in advertising. After a couple years of working in non-dental products, Alexander soon realized he wanted to get back into dental. Now he's in Zurich, Switzerland. Alexander is with Candler. This company has been making denture teeth since the 30s, starting with one porcelain tooth line. Now they have expanded to meet the needs of all removables with more variations of teeth, but also colorful acrylics and all the tools you need to make removables. Alexander talks about the history of the company, the products they sell, and how they treat education by putting on the Swiss School of Prosthetics in so many different countries. Nice. So join us as we chat with Alexander from Candler. Are you attending the LMT Lab Day show in Chicago from February 23rd to the 25th, 2023? If not, you should. Because Ivoclar is going to be there to celebrate their 100-year anniversary in the dental industry. In the Ivoclar Grand Ballroom A&B, get up close and personal with Ivoclar digital technology, materials, and the epic speaker lineup. Learn firsthand from many of the industry's leading dental professionals as they share their tips and tricks for success. Come and hear from the greats like Lee Kolb, Esther Schwenning, Yuki Moma, Dr. Ed McLaren, Eric Kukuchka, and so many more. For a full list of speakers, simply visit lmtmag.com or the link on this episode and register today. But don't just go for that. Make sure you stop by and come and see us, Voices from the Bench, as this will be our home on February 24th to the 25th. Come by and say hi, record with us, and tell us what inspires you, or heck, just give Ivaclar a happy 100-year shout-out on the podcast. We'll see you there. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Iva Clark. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Evert. Evert. Yeah. Evert. Evert. Yeah. Evert. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we're going to go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are excited to have on the podcast today somebody from a company that I know has been mentioned on this podcast very often, but honestly, I don't know much about it. The lab I was in never really used the product, so I'm excited to learn a lot more about Candular. Am I saying that right? Yes, you did. Okay, Candler. Excellent. Joining us is Alex Evert. Yes, thank you. Close for enough. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's right. It's totally right. So, well, um, people are going to learn real quick from your accent. You're not from the United States. <laughs> not really, no. And I'm not from Switzerland too. So I'm from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So tell us a little bit about Candler's history. Like I mentioned, I don't know anything about it other than there's denture teeth. But give us a little history of Candelor and how you got involved with them. If you remember denture teeth, so this is our main business. So okay. Denture, yes. Candelor is a Swiss comp uh, company, so original Swiss company, and coming from 1936. 36? Wow. Yes. Uh, it's a really long history. So, and really exciting because when I was a dental technician, actually a long time ago, um, <laughs> uh, this was my starting point to get in touch with uh, Candelor. And I never thought that I would become um, a member of Candelor later on, you know, yeah. uh, almost, yeah, I would say 15 years later. So uh, Candelor, you know, we have our main little headquarter here in, in Zurich um, near the airport. And our main business are densities. We have a lot of densities. Uh, we have four tooth lines. We have a long history with, um, with the United States. And that's the reason you might not remember Candelor, but you might remember some other names, so like Swissident or Geneva 2000, um, for the people that used it really in the past, you know. Oh, so it was over here in the States, it just went under a different name. It was in a different kind of cooperation, so in the 50s, you remember Dr. Frosch? Yes, I've heard that name, yes. And he's who invented the company Swissident. Okay. And um, there was a cooperation then in the 50s, and uh, Candular produced the tooth lines for the United States and for the market. Yeah, take me back to the 30s. Were there a lot of denture teeth makers back then? I can't imagine that there was. Honestly, um, I don't know, but uh, okay. we, I think... We were one of the first who did uh, porcelain teeth in, from Switzerland. So this is, was really unique to, uh, that, at that time. Yeah. And until last year, we produced the porcelain teeth over 80 years. So You were still making porcelain teeth last year? Un until last year, yes. Wow. What, what finally made you stop? <laughs> um... Like nobody's buying it. <laughs> yeah, there are fans out out there. Oh, course. I know there are. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you know porcelain teeth, so uh, they're made as they have has been done, like in the in in the thirties, in the forties, in the fifties. So always the same process. So it hasn't been changed. But there are other materials, as you know, like resin and composite, um, that is more comfortable to produce and. Mm -hmm. You know, with the denture base material and the connection, 
with the teeths and so on. So it's um, better manufacturing, you know, to make dentures. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the thing is with porcelain teeths and when we said, yeah, we have to quit it because uh, of regulation parts as well for for the future. As you know, um, in, in Europe, I don't know how how you get involved with the European market, but we have the medical device regulation, you have the FDA and so on. And we have our rules and it's really a lot of work behind that uh, to get all the papers done, to bring the products into the market. And we have some changes here and we decided, so it's this kind of tooth line. We cannot do it anymore, but we have enough to fly in our portfolio so that we can compensate that. Yeah, I can't imagine that you're still selling a lot of porcelain teeth. Um, it was until the end. We had, of course, our our fans. And, yeah. and of course, uh, every customer is value to us. But um, and I know that a few customers complains then later on, oh, <laughs> my course. tooth lines, you know, yeah. as it always is. But yeah, you have to make a decision uh, as a company Some. Yeah, somehow, you know, but I think um, we have the other tooth line, the composite uh, tooth line, the Fusio Star, for instance. So you can take this tooth really good uh, to to compensate a porcelain teeth. So uh, it's okay. <laughs> so is that how it started with a porcelain tooth? Was there just yes. one line? Yes, this is uh, how it started. And of course, in these years, in these over 80 years, uh, we had a lot of tooth lines. And actually, I have a book in front of me here um, that we have done for the 80th anniversary in nice. yeah, 2016. And there's our history inside. So I thought I'd bring it with me here because uh, I don't have everything. In my no, mind. sure. Um, I didn't expect uh, you to be around in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> and um, of course, with this kind of company, a lot of things getting lost with the people who have uh, done the job in the past, you know. But we tried to collect everything what we had and to combine that in that book. And um, of course, there were a lot of tooth lines. And if you had a look or have a look like I have on these pictures and how they look in the past and how they look now and how the demand of the customers has changed. So in the past, you know, the the teeth were brown, you know, (laughs) and uh, it's really unusual uh, for you in the market anyway, because you like more the bleach colors, you know, Um, uh, the shades. So uh, for here in in the European market, is it, um, they like a natural look. Of course, if they get the dentures, um, customers are different. So I would like to look nicer than before. Um, the other people say, I would like to look natural that they don't see that I have a dancer. So it's really different. So is Candelore named after a person? Actually, when the company started, it was uh, a businessman and a dental medailleur. You, today, you would say a dental or a tooth designer. Oh, you know? a dental miller. Nice. Yeah. And these two guys uh, created that company here in Zurich, um, Steen and Zech, 
Zahnfabrik. So I'm going to let you say that name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how we call it in German. And it was a, a tooth company. And I think there were around uh, 300 people in the past sitting uh, and creating these porcelain teeth. So really, layer by layer, you know. And until in the, the 60s, um, then they created the name uh, Candula, actually. And does that stand for something? Yes, it does. So it's coming from, from the Latin words like candidus, candor, and, and aura. So it's like uh, brightness and gold. You're, oh, you're shining nice. like gold, something like that. You know, so yeah. it's, it's a connection few different and yeah, it's a connection out of few words. So sure. candidos, candor and or a French word, you know. Nice. That... It is an idea behind that, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely. So you mentioned you were a lab technician. So what got you into dental? It's quite a long time ago. So it was 1997. I started my career as a dental technician. It was a short career, I have to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I could decide, actually, uh, my mom told me then, you can move to Berlin or to your sister's town. So, of course, I decided to move to my sister's town uh, because it was far away from home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was 17, so I wanted to move out and I got my own apartment and I had to choose between uh, three yeah, labs and I decided to go in the smallest one so to become a dental technician. And actually, I was always into removable, actually. So um, because I like to set up teeth, um, I never like to create crowns and so on. Uh, I had to, of course, for, for my apprenticeship so you know so that mm -hmm. means i i needed to do that but i always liked removable to set up teeth to create um, the full denture in the end until it's glossy you know? yeah and i did that uh, in germany is uh, three and a half years uh, you have to learn that and in the second end of the second year i got an allergy to uh, metyometer acrylate Oh. So, monomer. Yeah, yeah. Was it a bad allergy? It was really bad because uh, on my fingertips, you know, they got open Ooh. due to the monomer. So, yeah. um, I had to work with uh, gloves, of, so, of course, um, mm -hmm. to protect myself. It's hard. It was really calm. Yeah, it's hard yeah. because it's complicated, you know, when you're on the polishing machine to work with gloves. It's not, it's not easy because it's, you know, rubber and so on. Uh, it's yeah, not yeah. easy to to do that. And um, you need your feeling in your fingertips to create the work, actually. So it was not easy. And this was the reason I decided to do the to do it until the end, mm -hmm. but I I quit the job and said I do something different, totally different, actually. Out of dental. Out of dental. Wow. I decided for advertising and I, I did another training to go into advertising agency to yeah. come become a businessman in in advertising. And uh, moved to Munich and went into a event and. PR agency. Sure, sure. 
this uh, was my second training. And um, later on, I got an, an, a bigger agency for regular radio spots and advertising movies and so on. And uh, had great clients, actually. Uh, studied uh, in between uh, communications and um, did my master. And yeah, always thought about, hmm, what about the dental industry again? And yeah. later on, uh, when I finished, almost finished my master, I decided in, in Hamburg to go into the dental industry again and combine both jobs. So I have on the one side the dental technician, on the other side, my marketing education part. And so I could really combine that job and for a dental company very good. Yeah, it's always nice when people do the marketing to know what a dental technician is. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of companies out there that have marketing people that have no idea. <laughs> it's really, for my job, it's really helpful. So I know how a dental technician feels, even uh, it's a, it's been a while, you know. Once it's in your blood, it's always in your blood. <laughs> yeah, it's re it really is. So yep. you say once in the industry, you are in, in you stay in the industry, you know, uh, so, and it's like that. Yeah. But uh, it was good uh, that I learned something different because I did a lot of advertising for food companies, um, for something like Mars, uh, milk, ships, and so yeah. on. How do you advertise milk? I mean, really? Milk? Um, People either want it or don't. I don't understand. <laughs> was a milk company actually who seller was selling? Uh, it's really it was a really famous one in Germany. Yeah, you do radio spots and you have a, created a look for the milk. And to shoot milk, it's not really easy because it becomes gray uh, when you shoot yeah, milk. So <laughs> uh, and um, today you do a lot in CGI um, and create something like that. Uh, before you shoot it in, in real, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, it's not easy. It's not. It's not the best thing um, I would say in my life. What I have done, but it was my job, and it was interesting uh, at that time, you know. Yeah, but uh, I combined it again. So I, I started really in that dental company in in Germany, and it was really helpful. And it is today uh, to understand the people to talk actually with dental technicians. Um, to create advertising for dental technicians, uh, it's really helpful to understand what they do in their job. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. was Candelore your first stop back into the dental industry? No, it was DMG Dental in Hamburg. Okay, I'm not familiar with them. Uh, there's a, I think they have an, a company in, in the United States, DMG America. Their famous product uh, is Luxatemp. Yes. So uh, it's, yes. more, okay. it's more clinical products, you know? Sure, sure. Yes, this uh, was actually my uh, my first uh, step into the dental industry then again. Okay. And how long were you there? Three years um, as a product manager. I bet you learned a lot more about dental yes. in that space. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, uh, I was responsible uh, for cementation. It was... You know, when you're a dental technician, you know, um, yeah, you know, parts, just parts. But if you yeah. go into a, a dental industry and a, to an industry company, then 
you learn a lot about more yeah, regulations and how they produce the products and how they the quality management behind is a lot of work actually even today even more yeah but yeah what can i say this is it was a really good step inside the industry but later on a friend of mine called me and said would you like to come into switzerland and mm. uh, i decided to move to switzerland then so that was moving on to candor so what year was that actually yeah let me think uh in june i'm 10 years in switzerland so wow almost 10 years ago yeah, I, I moved to Switzerland. So I take it going to the website candor.com. This yes. whole look is you? Uh, this whole look uh, comes from my side. Yes, I'm responsible yeah. for, my, for that. Um, we're changing that look at the moment a little bit more again. But when I took over Candulor a few years ago, so almost 10 years ago, actually, it was not that look. So I changed it and uh, to make it fresher. And, and now I changed it again after eight years, I think, to make it uh, even a little bit more fresher again. So you always have to work on the brand. Because right now I'm seeing lots of sharp angles and triangles and... Yes. Is that all changing? Yes, it's uh, okay. changed. Uh, it will change a little bit more. Yeah, it comes more color inside. I would say. Nice. Yeah. So, what about some of the other products? I mean, you talk a lot about denture teeth, but I know I've heard of Candler and a lot of other stuff. Yes. Um, of course, we are in the part of removable, so we have our tooth lines. This is our main business, and sure. we have in, in in this area of removable, we have of course a denture base material with one famous color. This is the color thirty four. Um, this was actually invented by Candulor in I think it was the eighties. The color of acrylic. Yes. Interesting. And, you know, the Zemi transparent color 34. So this is, was really a big thing in the 80s. So, so at the beginning, so you had pink. And, of course, you always use pink. Or at the moment, you still use pink. Oh, yeah. In different, kind, uh, in, in different countries. But uh, the more natural one is, of course, uh, the 34 and uh, because it's semi-transparent and it makes a more natural look and Candular is actually famous for uh, the characterization of dentures we have a lot of colors in, in our uh, suitcase that we try or our customers try and um, it needs a lot of time to improve your skills there to make a denture natural and therefore, you need a lot of colors. So what do you mean? There's colors you add to the acrylic to get that more natural? Yes. Um, we have intensive colors. You can put intensive colors inside uh, to, to make it more natural. So if you have a look at the moment on the website, you, we can go inside and have a look on on these intensive colors. So there's blue, there's white, there's black, there's brown, there's a little bit orange, there's yellow, so that you wow. create uh, colors uh, and make the denture natural. But we also have the colors 53, 55, and 57. So this is a premix 
so that you can use these shades so um the english word now no it's um, all good yeah so it's a, it's a more common mix yeah, it's to a, be used it's, yeah yeah because on the base you you take the 34 you know but uh if you want to characterize uh, these uh dentures you take the 53 for instance on, on the tooth and later on uh, the 55 and then the 57 to make it more uh, the shades more natural, uh, like the original gingivar is. Is it put in before processing, or is it painted on after? There are actually both ways possible. Um, you put it actually into the flask. Uh, you prepare yeah. yourself as you usually do. You l take an instrument and put it on the teeth. And of course, you have to have it in mind or you can draw a little bit before where you would like to put it. So have it, you have to have a picture for yourself, mm -hmm. uh, for the patient, and you have to know the patient. Um, I don't know how you work and there are different kind of workflows, but usually you get pictures maybe or you saw the patient. If you're a denturist, for instance, or sure. you see the patient and you see how the, how the gingiva looks like. And this is where you can maybe can do a picture and take it with you to create the denture more natural with the gingiva. And yes, you put it in a, to your flask and uh, later on you press it or you whatever kind of technique you use, um, yeah. hot or cold technique, you can um, put it inside with the denture base material 34 then. Or you just do... The base, you you press the denture and later on you do a cutback and then you put the mortier on on the denture again. It's it's the same result in the end. Yeah, but you're putting the same acrylic on the acrylic, yes. so it's like actually bonding to it rather than painting on something yes. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 bonding. It's the same material, so it's not uh, like yeah other companies sell for a composite material. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. On, yeah. on resin. No, no. So you are in the same fam uh, family, your know, material family. Are you guys the only people that do this? Why have I not heard of this that you can add color pre processing? I I know I'm not a removable technician, <laughs> but I've never heard of this. No, you haven't. So, no. Um, no, I I don't think we're the, uh, the only company, but it's really a heritage of our company. So yeah. Even you can teeths, you can characterize teeths as well. So, of course, you you mill the teeths and make it more unique to the customers. Yep. Or uh, later on, you can uh, paint a little bit uh, the teeths to make it uh, look more natural, more shadows, and so that they look a little bit older or that, you know, you know what I mean? So it depends on the customers. I know um, not every customer would like to have that, but um, what I think is really important is the characterization because it really looks natural. Absolutely. In the end, you know, the, the more unique you can make it, the less it looks like a denture. Yes. And it takes yeah. time, you know, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and training in the end as well. Um, because it's nothing that uh, that you see once and uh, okay, I do that from day to day to tomorrow. But you need to train that. Um, you maybe you do a little model into your laboratory and. Well, I mean that's a great segue into talking about training. 
the whole reason we connected was because of Stefan from Edmonds, who does yeah. the Swiss School of Prosthetics. We had him on the podcast doing yes. some fantastic courses out there. But from what I understand, these courses are done everywhere. And Candor, you guys are the ones that put all this together. I wish actually what you said everywhere. So we are well, not yeah. <laughs> well, <I'm... laughs> um, but I like your idea behind that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we try, we try. Um, yeah, maybe not everywhere, but a lot of different places other than Springfield, Missouri, is what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, the idea, and of course, as a as a partner concept, and Stefan is one of our teachers in the in the, in the states. And we are really happy about that, what they have done in, in Missouri, uh, Springfield, because um, they have a really nice training center. Oh, it's beautiful. I've been there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yes. And um, he's doing the courses for us. And uh, yeah, the Swiss School of Prosthetics was an idea um, a few years ago. We invented because we had some, I wouldn't say luxury problems. Uh, but that was the time there was one piece uh, in the whole makeover of Candelor was left. Yeah. And um, as a marketing person, uh, I came yeah, to that project and I said, hmm, what do we do? And um, of course, there's a lot of talking inside that company, a lot of talking outside with university, with schools, with customers. And we always thought, hmm, we have to bring it on a higher level. And we have to solve the problems out there because we saw that there's a lack of knowledge in removable and uh, mm -hmm. this lack of knowledge in removable getting bigger and bigger because um, what we saw that for, for the European part as well, that the old masters that we had, for instance, with, with, even within our companies, uh, they die out. They're getting older and older. They're over oh, 70, yeah. 75 at the moment. So yeah. we worked with Peter Lerch, with Max Bossart, with uh, Jörg Stuck. They're really famous in, in the European area, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're all uh, over 70, 75 uh, right yeah. now. And we had the feeling we have to do something. We have to take that knowledge and to put it into books, uh, into new courses, and to create a, a new concept um, that is valuable uh, to the customers. Yeah. And so we created the Swiss School of Prosthetics. We created a whole new brand because we said, okay, we would like to separate from, from Candular a bit and made an own website, an own concept. And we said, okay, we start with basic courses, with these five basic courses we have, so the clinical foundation of full dentures is a real theory course. Then you have the technical uh, base uh, or foundation of full dentures. This is a theory course as well as only for mm -hmm. technicians. And then you have two setup courses and um, then uh, a final course where you make the denture, you know, and this is actually our base base that we created. And of course, there will be much more in the future, creating advanced courses, workshops, yeah, and um, preparing ourselves for more. So when this idea came up, was it meant for technicians or was the idea for clinicians or was it always like a joint concept? It was la always like for both, you know? Okay, um, yeah. 
because um, even clinicians need to know um, about the removables and um, there's in as you have in, in North America as well I think there are um, few states where of their dentures allowed yeah yeah I think there's and, like five or um, six yeah yes and here in in Europe as well and um, of course they can uh, can do all courses and even a dentist can do all courses uh, a dentist uh, because we are part of universities here uh, as well and we do uh, courses there and we teach um, students how to set up a course they need to know that yeah they do because they get uh, the work from the lab and have to have a look on 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 the work and uh, the reocclusion later on, and they have to know what they do. So of course they should know how to set up teeth and what's important on that. And um, this is why we created courses for everyone. So you're actually a part of the universities out there. Mm, yes, we we are actually guests at universities. They invite us for courses. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, um, and we help them to teach. For us, it is really important because we would like to have this knowledge accessible. You know, this is yeah. really, really a main thing for for the Swiss School of Prosthetics that the people have a point and uh, a company they can rely on when they would like to learn something. And um, uh, this is what Stefan is fulfilling right now. You know, they, they can rely us on in the United States and we do that here in Switzerland, we do it in Germany, we do it in the Netherlands and in Belgium right now, and um there are more to come. Yeah, that sounds like everywhere to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's easier to teach? Dental students or dental technicians? Um Honestly, I don't teach by myself, so... Um, the correct answer is dental technician. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's depending on, on the course, maybe, you know, but... That's a good point, yeah. You know, and it's not... Uh, I think it's depending on the person. If a person would like to learn something, it's easy to teach. Yeah. Who takes the courses more? Technicians or clinicians, do you think? Do you know? In the, in the States at the moment, um, I think we do a lot of clinician courses. Okay. Here in the European market, we are more into technician courses. Yeah, and, and dentures, actually. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a little change because um, what we do in, in, yeah, in the German market, uh, for instance, is um, we go inside the lab. To teach it? To, te to teach, yes. Oh, so you actually go into individual labs and teach yes. them mm -hmm. the technique. Oh, yeah. there you go. Why only Germany? Um, it's uh, one of our home markets. We have a company in, in Germany as well and uh, a sales team and teachers uh, inside that market. Uh, of course, it's really easy and because it's easy to connect to, to Switzerland. And um, this was actually on the, our starting point. And it's a changing okay. market. In, in the past, you know, you did uh, a lot of uh, dates for courses on, on the website. And then the people don't have the time at that yeah. course. And you have to reconnect. And um, we find it easier to go into the lab and directly and say, okay, if you have some people um, who would like to learn something, we come we come into the lab uh, it's 
it's easier to organize than to find a point to an external lab uh, where we can teach. Yeah. Any plans on bringing that to the States? That depends on our partner. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great to have something like that in the States. There's not enough removable education happening in labs. I think it would be possible. Of course, you have a bigger market in, in, in the meaning of it's a few times bigger than Germany. Germany is easier to travel. Uh, sure, yeah. And um, But... If the, if the need is there, of course, it's, uh, it's one way to do. Just keep the option there, man. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really important. Uh, it's good that you say that because you have your, uh, you working on the, in the lab or have you your own lab? I work at labs, yeah. Ah, okay. And yeah, it's really a good thing, you know, um, to work directly because you see the workflows then directly too. Yeah, and I just know that education is really important mm. and i know that removable i don't think any lab would turn down an opportunity to have someone come in and and teach removable mm -hmm. you know I, i think they would be dumb to turn it down so <laughs> keep the option open yes we do we were talking about teeth and acrylic what yeah. else do you this candle or carry i see a few things on the website so these are the biggest part, actually. So then, of course, we have some tools so like an articulator. We have a registration sets uh, three, actually. Then we have, do you know the rim former? Oh, yeah. Did Candelor invent the rim former? Yes, it comes from us. Like the very first one? <laughs> um, it's a good question. I think um, it's coming from us, but... Um, That's, that would be cool. That thing's a staple in every removable department. Actually, what is coming, what I really know, and what we invented with Dr. Frush was a papillomator. That thing that measures between the uh, yes. the lip and the nose? Actually, or... thing, yes. <laughs> yes! No kidding, I didn't know that. So this is uh, really coming from us. And of course, um, it's, it's copied by, uh, by other companies, but um, that's the way it sometimes is, you know. But uh, this is coming from us. I had no idea you guys invented the papillometer. Papillometer, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, it's coming from us. It is still uh, get used um, and uh, it's important. Of course, we have, Uh, polish uh, liquids and paste um, to make uh, all things glossy. We have wax in our portfolio too, even characterized colored wax nice. to make the denture even for the try-in that colorful, what I said before, for the characterization. So oh, that you have yes. really, that the gap is not that high so and that they can see what they can expect. Yes, The colored wax is actually becoming quite popular. I'm seeing it more and more used online and social media. Patients getting that, mm -hmm. you know, more finished look at wax drying. Yeah, know? yes. So this is what we have in our portfolio. And let me think. This is almost close. So, of course, we have uh, tooth cabinets. Uh, we have shade guides uh, for the teeth and so on. But I mean, basically, somebody could get everything you need to make a denture from you. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Uh, isolation, uh, stippling instrument. Um, then, of course, we have two flasks in our portfolio. And um, we have a static pointer 
uh, it's um, really a unique product too uh, that you can use to find the deepest point and to do a setup. It's really, you know, maybe a little bit too complicated. Uh, to, <laughs> What's uh, it called? A static pointer. A static pointer. Okay. Yes. It's for like uh, checking the autonomous chewing stability of the, you know, of posterior teeth. So it's it's not easy to explain like in a podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get and, you. I bet you all the removable techs listening right now are like, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, as I am a dental technician 15 years ago, it's not easy for me to explain anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but you know how to make them look pretty online. <laughs> yeah, that's my job. Yeah, of course. Uh, we have a mixing tray. Um, yeah, this is actually uh, it. Everything around uh, to make dentures and to make them look good and natural. Yeah, some of the dentures that I see on your site, but even off your site saying they use your product, those are some crazy realistic looking dentures. Just absolutely stunning. Um, when you go, for instance, um, I don't know if it's online. Um, yes, it is. You know the Kunsthandwerk competition? Have you ever heard about it? I have not, no. Um, actually, we do that over 20 years. I think we started 1999. Oh, I see it here. on. The, yeah. Yes. And if you go a little bit below, every two years to the IDS, we do a competition. Oh, it happens at IDS? It ha not happens at the IDS. We show it at the IDS. Oh, the nice. Final, okay. The, the final results. And this is a competition. It's really a big thing for our marketing and uh, for the people out there. We have really fans that participate all the time when we do that. And even we have people from the United States as well, uh, all over the world. So usually we get yeah, registrations, so 100, 150 people all over the world that registrate for the Kunstamberg competition. 150? And, yeah. Wow. And then we create every time we looking for a case um, for a challenge uh, that the people can join and they don't know when they registered uh, for that. Um, they get a package. I think they got the package last year in, in August, uh, end of August, uh, beginning of September. So then they have about three or four months uh, to prepare that case. Do you provide the models and the product? We provide the tooth lines. Yep. We provide the models and we provide pictures uh, about uh, the patient, uh, um, telling a little bit about the case. And we tell the people what to do in, in, in the meaning of uh, what is the challenge, how, yeah. how the uh, denture should look like. So, but um, this is what they got. They have to send it back by the end of January. So, and actually, uh, I think... Um, they better hurry. <laughs> yeah, they better hurry. Because, yeah, it's uh, it's not easy. Uh, we, have, we Maybe people from Brazil, they have to think, I have to send it now because it takes time. Oh, I bet, um, yeah. So, they have to be in our uh, German company yeah, by the end of January. And then um, we have a meeting here with... Um, with the jury 
and uh, actually Stefan is one of the member. Uh, oh. Yes, he's coming over. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's coming over. Peter Lerch will be here and we have someone from Belgium as well. They will be the jury uh, to, yeah, to see all the work um, that is coming back. It's not that 150 cases coming back, usually not. So, but uh, a lot. Yeah. And then they have to select and they have a pointing system and to create the winner in the end. And yeah. And then that winner is announced at IDS. Yes. That's exciting. We do that. Uh, yeah. It's, I think, the 13 times that we uh, have done that now. Yeah. We need to get more people in the U.S. to know about it. I didn't know about it. I bet you a lot of people would go try that. You don't do pictures, so... <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but I also talk to a lot of people, so you think I would have heard about it. Interesting. Yeah, the, I think uh, the, because the people really like it. And, um, of course, uh, we show them uh, all the winners on the website. Uh, we post it then on Instagram and, and Facebook, and um, they really like it. Yeah, I'll definitely put a link up to this on this episode's show notes. Not only do you get to see some beautiful dentures, but I guess there's a link to maybe sign up and get noticed when the next one starts. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it would be really good. And, Absolutely. Um, because there are a lot of people who like to show what they can do. Absolutely. Just don't ask me to pronounce the name of this contest. Um, yeah, Kunst? Kunzer- Kunst? Kunst? Zonwork? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually, when I read it, translated it's like it's a german word c- composition you know it's like kunst is like art and zahn is tooth yep that i uh, knew <laughs> <laughs> and uh, werk is work nice you guys in your word combinations yeah and and we kept it that way because it, uh, it was a brand and, uh, uh, for us and um, the people know that all over the world so we kept that in German, Kunstsandwerk competition. We added a competition so you'd uh, understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so at least I know what I'm looking at. Yeah. yeah. No, um, this is really famous and uh, we really uh, keep that um, competition up because, yeah, it's always it's always nice what the people do and with uh, details and when they come up with solutions and uh, they bring on their own ideas and in, in a way that um, they take our identities and put all gold on there and that too and to make it you know more as it sometimes in the past was uh, like you had gold thieves and a little bit gold on it and it's it's really nice. So. I will say, and I know I hate to be referencing a website when I'm on the podcast because I know people aren't looking at a website when they're listening to us. Mm-hmm. But the top three places for 2021 are kind of highlighted on this website. And you're telling me that all three of these cases have the same mold of tooth because they all look completely different. Like there's so much characterization in these teeth. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's like I never would have even guessed they're all from the same company. <laughs> yeah it's really it's re- it really is so it's unbelievable they did a nice job yeah so coming up probably a few weeks after this airs we got lab day chicago does candler uh, participate in lab day yes we do uh we have a small booth a colleague of mine will be there and yeah uh, likes to present 
our products, our company, our education part, the Swiss school uh, together um, with someone from uh, Edmunds Dental Supply mm -hmm. who represents uh, and sells our products, of course. And uh, yeah, you can get in touch with our people there to get to know Kendula more. Of course. Anything being announced or any any new product coming out or something yeah, that people yeah. should check out? As we are a tooth company, uh, we uh, invented actually, especially for the North American market, a few more shades uh, from one tooth line we already had mm -hmm. and calling uh, Fusius Set TCR. And we have 18 extra shapes made just for the North American market because um, there was a demand uh, that we saw uh, in the market um, from customers, uh, from our partners, and we created them in, in that reliable TCR material. So we will present it uh, on, in Chicago. And actually, it's a really big tooth line now then um, because uh, there are 48 uh, anteriors um, that you can get in, in this tooth line uh, out of one material. And um, we always say these tooth lines um, or this tooth line actually uh, is a more age appropriate uh, anterior mm -hmm. tooth shapes. Next to that, we have actually a tooth line that calls Fusio Select. So almost the same from the same material. And these Shapes are more younger, look more younger, you know, but the same material. So you get out of that material, 68 anteriors, tooth shapes. 68 different shapes? Yes. That sounds like a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm not a denture technician, but I've seen tooth molds and I don't remember ever seeing 68 of them. The one tooth line is... On, on the gray plate, the other two flying with the younger ones, so that it looks younger, is on the on the red plate. So you can't uh, miss it, and you can't um, you can decide uh, between this one, uh, these two lines. And this is what we present in Chicago, as wow. a as a tooth company, of course, and for yeah. uh, that stands for removal. Well, what about the shift into digital? <laughs> so, I, I, I knew the, the question would come up. Yes. Yeah, it has to. It yeah, has to. It has to. I mean, you've been doing this for 80 years. Yes. Digital's here. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the way. How does Candelor kind of keep up on that? What are your plans? It's a good question. We have been looking actually into the markets uh, all the time and mm -hmm. um, thought about that. Uh, what will... What we will do, and at the beginning, we didn't see a need that we have to do something. We know that the technician has to decide how you would like to work. Sure. At the end. So the technician decides and the clinicians as well. And uh, what we will do in the future, of course, we will provide material in, in the part of removable that will satisfy our technicians and uh, clinicians uh, to work uh, in a digital way too. So yeah. it will come something, uh, but not uh, in Chicago. But later on this year, we, we will launch something. So, But um, not yet. But you're not going to give up on the analog products. No, we don't. 
That is what a lot of companies, no, I'm not going to say that is what some companies have done. <laughs> um, yeah, um, we see that too. And um, yeah. I know there is um, the dental industry going in a digital way and we don't close our, our eyes. So, uh, and we know that, um, but I think there will always be both ways and uh, or a hybrid solution. So for us, it's still a good way to produce or to manufacture dentures in, a, in an analog way. But if a, a dental laboratory wants to have candular products for a digital process, of course, you should get that from our side. Yeah. If he thinks that is the best way to produce a denture. But as I said, it's a decision for the dental technician in the end, how he would like to work. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Because uh, I don't think analog for removables is ever going to go away, honestly. Yeah. Um, I just think there's going to be a shift. What do you see? Do you think it's digital dentures is being pushed more in Europe or the U.S.? Uh, from my personal opinion and perspective, I think it's pushed more in the U.S. This is, but just, I had a feeling. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. It's just my yeah opinion or my perception what i see in the media you know sure but i talk to people and uh, even to dental technicians even in, in in the states and they said yeah uh, you can do it but you don't have to yeah no that's a great <laughs> I've, I've heard that yeah because you still um can create uh, great dentures achieve great results uh, in the in the analog way and if you have find your process, uh, why should you change that uh, for yourself? Don't fix it if it ain't broken. <laughs> yeah. And um, of course, if you want to create something different to try out, and I do understand that. And it's uh, in other branches as well, that, uh, you know, uh, even in in art and design and was it always there to go digital and not to draw anymore on on the paper uh, but there's still artists out there that draw on the paper and mm. not uh, on the screen and uh, that's the same way in our industry there is a way to go digital but you don't have to you you decide or the dental technician decides how you would like to work and this yeah. uh, this is where we uh, go uh, as well. So we would like to have customers. They rely on a brand like Candelor from Switzerland, and uh, if they wish products in that direction, they get these products in that direction too. But of course, in our quality, in our shades, and like the thirty-four that we said before. So. Before we sign off, you mentioned in the U.S., which is a majority of our listeners, <laughs> Candelor you get from Edmunds Dental Supply, right? Yes. This is our support. This is our partner there. Um, you can order there our products. That's the best way to start, to try. Okay. But you can also check out candor.com, yes. and that will get you links to wherever country you happen to be in. We'll show you where you can get it. Yeah. Awesome. This is some fascinating stuff, Alexander. Thank you so much. And if you would like to go for education worldwide, as you said yes. before, <laughs> you go on ssop.swiss. ssop.swiss. Perfect. I encourage everyone, check it out. Man, sounds like you guys are 
got well coverage over the removable parts, pieces, and education. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alexander. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, for having this uh, little, uh, actually, it's almost done an hour. Um, yeah. Short conversation. And uh, yeah, it was fun. And yeah, for sharing all the moments and uh, information. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It was a good story. I learned a lot about a company. Like I mentioned, I had no idea. (laughs) Appreciate it, sir. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Outside of the podcast, I actually have a real job. I know, it's hard to believe. I get to work directly with dental offices to provide amazing smiles to patients. But don't we all? But I do it with data instead of a handpiece or a mill. I use data that most labs already have but don't know how to access it or use it. Enter iCortica. I-C-O-R-T-I-C-A. If your lab is already using Magic Touch, great, you're halfway there. If you aren't, then go get Magic Touch just so you can use iCortica. It will be worth it. Let's be honest, access to easy to understand information is the key to any sales or customer service position. Did I mention that they have bar graphs? This is exactly what iCortica does for me on a daily basis. Every morning, I wake up to an email showing me the risks and the opportunities across all of the customers. I can then dive in to see specific customer information and look at so much like sales by product, trends by category or restoration. I can see all the notes and I can even see the remake percentage. It allows me to know who I should talk to about what without having to spend hours digging into production software or making a ton of Excel spreadsheets. It's all right there. Every metric I need to be successful. So do yourself and your lab a favor and head over to icortica.com forward slash voices or send Rob Nazelle an email at rob at icortica.com and start understanding your dental offices in a way you never had before. Check out this episode's show notes for all of those links, and we thank you for your support of the podcast, iCortica, and I personally thank you for making my job easier. Big thanks to Alex for coming on our podcast and talking to Elvis without me about Candular. I'm really, really sorry that I missed it, but I did learn a lot from the conversation, as I always do. I didn't know much about Candular or that Edmunds Dental Supply is the only place in the U.S. to get it. If you want to learn more about all the things that Alexander talked about, be sure to head over to candular.com, and that's spelled C-A-N-D-U-L-O-R.com, and check out his fancy website that he designed, and there's also a link to see where you can get their products no matter what country you're in. But it's the education that is truly amazing. We had the U.S. instructor, Stefan, from Edmonds Dental Prosthetics on back on episode 147. Can you believe that, Elvis? That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. (laughs) But if you're interested in getting some top-notch education, head over to ssop.swiss to see the list of classes and the dates. And again, thank you, Alexander, for coming on our podcast. It really was a great conversation. We learned a lot. Yep. Awesome, everybody. That's all we got for you. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
Let me pull this up on my phone. All right. 